Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Bandwidth is provided by Cashfly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. Welcome to All About Android. This is the show where we give you the latest news, hardware, help and how-to, and app advice for the Android faithful. I'm Eileen Rivera. I'm Jason Howell. And I'm Ron Richards. We're your crew. That's right. We're the Android peeps. <laughs> we're the gang. All right. Well, this week we're going to talk about the true openness of Android, a roundup of CTIA hardware news, and a handful of Android app stories. we got a lot going on. Yeah, Voicemails and emails, too. That's right. Um, I, I guess we should kind of start off just around kind of where the show came from. There, there are a lot of people that are probably watching live right now, more more likely, but uh, a lot of people that have already seen us do our beta episodes that are posted on YouTube. Yeah, this uh, is release episode candidates. uno. This, this is episode uno for reals. This but really we've done counts. a lot of them up until the now. launch. Exactly. This I feel like we need like a bottle of champagne the... or something to break on the computer. Oh, we should have, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. But uh, so we've done a lot of uh, a lot of uh, you know interacting with the fans that have tuned into the live uh, beta uh, programs of All About Android uh, to kind of make sure that the show ends up being your show as much as it is ours. And I I'd like to think that we kind of accomplished that at this point. I know. I think we've got submissions for theme songs that are um, not all of them. Obviously, we only can only pick one, uh, but we're going to use some of them, some of the other submissions as segment headers. Um, you guys have given us, you know, video intros. And yeah, we've got a whole lot of pieces and... of media and more to come. In fact, yeah. the uh, intro graphic uh, that you saw is going to be animated, and that's uh, courtesy of Andre Richard, aka Refracted, in the chat room. The theme song you heard is Stuart Colon uh, at Bootwell on Twitter, and then we have a different person that wrote the outro song. Well, we'll get there later, but yeah. So it's a collaborative effort. Show. I love it. It's so many people coming on board and helping. It's like amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's the hope anyways. So. Yeah. so I guess since, you know, this is our first episode, there's a lot of you who don't know who we are. We wanted to just kind of go around the horn and just kind of reintroduce ourselves. If you haven't seen any of our betas that are all on YouTube, on youtube.com slash twit. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, I'm Jason Howell, and let me find my little thing here. Uh, Jason Howell. <laughs> I produce TNT with Tom Merritt here on the Twit Network, as well as uh, work on Frame Rate. Used to do a show when I was at CNET uh, called Android Atlas Weekly. It's still going; it's a great show. Uh, but moving over here, suddenly I had no Android show, and uh, this is the result of that. I'm yay! I'm back to uh, talking about Android, which is just kind of a big passion of mine. So that's that. And Ron. Excellent. So me, so uh, I'm a longtime friend of a lot of folks at Twit. You know, I've been friends with Tom and Sarah and Jason and Eileen for years. I used to work at Revision 3, where I still help out. I still uh, review apps over on App Judgment at Revision 3. Um, but now I'm uh, working for a startup called Graphically, which does digital comics online. And we've got Android apps and iPhone apps and things like that. And I also run a comic book website called iFanboy.com. And I'm a huge Android fan. I remember, Eileen, I don't know if you remember, I bought the G1 right when it came out. And um, I was, before that, I was a Windows mobile user and I hated it. And I (laughs) knew that a smartphone could be good. And I knew that I didn't have to drink from the Apple Kool-Aid to have one. And so when I got the G1, I loved it. And then we launched App Judgment over Revision 3. And now I'm on a Nexus S and uh, excited to be talking about Android every week, which is awesome. So, 
And for those of you who don't know me, I'm Eileen, and I'm a producer here. I'm Leo's producer uh, at Twit. And uh, he, you know, I'd been knocking on his door for a long time saying, we need to do an Android show. We need to do an Android show. That was before you came. And, uh, and then I kind of heard rumblings that you were going to be here, Jason. And I'm like, oh, when Jason gets here, we should really do an Android show. Uh, and that's how I'm here. <laughs> but um, not only that, but I was also a producer on App Judgment Revision 3, where I know Ron from. So, you know, I've been kind of living and breathing you know, the app ecosystem for a while now. Uh, I have been an iPhone user for quite a while, and I'm the noob on this group. So I've been using an Android phone since September, August, August. Um, and I have a Nexus S, but nice. I also have the Motorola Ooh. Zoom. Ooh, wow. fancy. fancy. I got this you yesterday. This is, the, uh, this is the Wi-Fi Zoom, and I'm not going to do a full review yet because I've barely spent 24 hours with this thing. I can tell you that it's really snappy. Um, it's gorgeous. The screen is gorgeous. Um, a lot of my apps transferred from my phone to, um, to the Zoom, but, uh, you know, as you can expect, not all of them work really well <laughs> with, the, uh, with the Zoom. They're not optimized yet. They're right? not yet. Doodle Jump, and I'll show you guys later when we talk about the Amazon App Store. Not quite there yet. Um, I'm really excited by it, though. Um, I'm I, so I jealous. It, it's not even fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it was really strange, though, that I got music preloaded into this um, Zoom. But that's that happening more interesting. Like that's happening tracks. more and more because th- th- Google's making and some of the other, you know, the providers are making these content deals. And so, like, you're getting phones with movies on them now. Like, Inception is coming preloaded on movies. And I've got, I forget which phone I had, but I had songs already on the on the phone when I got it. It wasn't the Nexus S. It might have been the Nexus One. Um, you know, they're paying to get on there. So Here's, I never owned Wyclef Jean or Zeus or Tosca or well, Travis. What's amazing is that you can actually, you can delete them. You can. I'm interested to listen to some of them, but it was strange because I opened it up and I don't see her right now, but I saw Carrie Underwood and I'm like, wait a minute. When did I download Carrie Underwood? (laughs) I'm confused. And when did I sync my Zoom because I just got it? I think it makes sense that that these, uh, you know, that they start bundling music into these things, but that's a lot of music to be bundled that you didn't own before. You'd think that would significantly alter, or maybe it does, and we just don't know, the cost of the unit. Yeah, Uh, I I don't know. This was $5.99, Wi-Fi only. And I have to tell you, this was an interesting experience going to buy this because it came out, we're recording this show on Monday, it came out yesterday, Sunday, um, at Best Buy, Costco, Sam's Club. And I called Best Buy and I said, hey, how many do you have in stock? Half of them didn't even know that they were selling it. And they jumped me around to store after store. A Zoom? You want a Zoom? Well, don't you want the 3G version? You know, we only have the 3G version. I said, no, your ad says you have it on sale today. I can show you. Um, yep. so when I finally picked a store because they had, you know, apparently more units than another that was close by, um, I went there and, and all the sales associates didn't know, like, what are you talking about? No, you can, the Verizon rep is right there. You can get the Verizon tablet, uh, uh, zoom tablets. No, no, no. I want the Wi-Fi. You guys have four. I called. <laughs> Don't, doesn't anybody know? Um, no one's buying them. And, maybe and, that's why. Uh, yeah, no one had bought one yet. There Not saying that no one's buying them. I'm just saying maybe they weren't there. They hadn't <laughs> they been only asked. Had four? Wow. There was that's, only four in stock at this one yeah, store. There was like ten in the South Bay and one of the South Bay stores. There was there was more stocked um, uh, in in the South Bay. But yeah. anyway, so um, when I did buy it, they were all the. the the sales reps were all excited. Oh, this is really great. This is Wi-Fi is available. I'm like, you didn't know? <laughs> How did you not know? I guess we'll have to sell that then. We'll have so, to tell um, people about this now that we know. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, first impressions are really good. I'm I'm excited to dig in a little bit more uh, to play with video, and you know the audio is a little tinny. You might mm-hmm. especially be um, disappointed. Just a little tinny. Little tinny. You mean it, through headphones or no, through the speaker, through the speaker built-in speakers? Built-in speaker. Yeah, it's it's hard to imagine that anything that slim is going to put out awesome yeah. audio. You know, when it comes to music playback, anyways. Right. Has, but. has the has the feel of it? Has it's got it, some heft? I've heard it's got some it was, heft to it. It was a little heavy, but then I waited against my iPad, and it was pretty close. The original oh, okay. iPad. Sorry, the original, not the new one. The new one's then whatever. Um, yep. So uh, it is after a while, though, it, it kind of <laughs> when you're holding it in your hands, it, it gets kind of heavy. So yeah. um, so using it as, as an ebook, you'd probably notice that. A lot yeah. More. And that's yeah. that's what I primarily use a tablet for is sure. reading um, videos, um, some music. So we'll see how that, you know, how that goes. Uh, we'll see how this stands through the test of time. But overall, love, you know, most of my stuff is on here, starting to customize already. Got some of my widgets up. Some mm-hmm. of them won't work yet. Like this one, this is Jort. I really like uh, this calendar system, and it won't sync with Google Cal right now. Um, but I'm sure that it'll all fix. You know, I'm seeing in the uh, Android App Store a lot of updates to a ton of apps saying this is now optimized for, optimized you know, for the Zoom. No, that, that's, it's, it's a real, you know, speaking on a development side, because I do some development, you know, I work with some folks who, who do development on apps. It's getting harder and harder with Android with the different flavors to make sure the apps are running on one kind of install. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Especially, you know, especially Honeycomb is such a a big kind of update to the UI and that sort of thing. I think we're going to run into a lot of those uh, compatibility issues over the next couple of months as they try to figure that out. So, well, I think this kind of leads in perfectly to our first news story of the day. And um, I think on this show we're just kind of kind of lightly go through the news. You've already heard about a lot of these news on Twit and TNT, especially, but we can't ignore some of the news that's out there. That's right. Let's um, do the drop because you know I happen to have oh, this you have one a drop. anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Nice. Yay! Animated by Eileen, and uh, <laughs> and uh, the music is actually a courtesy of Joshua Caleb, who submitted that for the theme. I just kind of cut it up and put it on the news. I thing, love it. So. Yeah, he's like, yeah. wait, don't talk about the news yet, Eileen. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. Like, we got a drop. That's okay. the that's the only segment that we actually have a drop for, uh, <laughs> except for one later. But all right, cool. There will be more to come. Uh, okay. <laughs> Honeycomb, let's talk about what everybody's talking about. I think this is the top story yeah, of the week. Honeycomb absolutely. won't be op- open sourced. Say it isn't so. Well, <laughs> it's true. Uh, and is it as big of an issue as it's being reported as? I'm curious to think, I'm, tr- I'm curious to know what you guys think. We haven't talked about this openly the, between the three of us. So I'm mm-hmm. curious if we're all going to have differing opinions on this or not. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so let's uh, just at least kind of talk about exactly what's going on here. Google said last Thursday that it will delay distribution of the Honeycomb source code. And that's at least for now. Andy Rubin, who's VP of Engineering at Google, said that the release of the code at this point would likely result in developers putting the tablet, the the code that's optimized for tablets onto phones. And that's something that you can already see, you know, in the history books of Android at this point. It's open, so people, you know, want to do a whole lot of, of nifty, cool things. They want to be the fir- maybe the first to market with Android. So what did they do? They took Froyo and they ended up making it, you know, turning it into a Samsung Galaxy Tab or, you mm-hmm. know, the the many knockoff uh, tablets that, you know, no-name tablets that kind of came out. And when you actually picked it up, you're like, well, it just feels like a phone but bigger. You know, it didn't yeah. feel like a tablet. It feels like a phone but bigger. That's because from what Google is saying here that the OS wasn't necessarily optimized to be a tablet OS. There's different usability uh, concerns there. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't know. It kind of seems like 
Google is taking the approach of, yes, we're an open OS, and that term right there is probably very debatable right. <laughs> by a lot of people. Right, and I think that's what we're going to debate today. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, um, but in the case of this, they're, they're realizing that they're up against the iPad 2, mm-hmm. specifically right now, the granddaddy of tablets at this point. And, I mean, they have to kind of do some quality and damage control. If they do, if they do release code out there that's full of these holes and isn't meant to be, you know, isn't optimized and, and meant to kind of be uh, taken into whatever directions developers want to do with them, uh, that's not a knock on the developer that decides to do that. Right. To the large, wide, you know, wide-spanning consumer, that's a knock on Google's, Google's approach to tablet, which yeah. may not necessarily be true. Well, this kind of leads into a little mini-segment of mine that I'm going to have reoccurring every once in a while called, What Would Andy Say? Yeah, what would Andy say? What would he say about this? Well, guess what? He's had a quote. Yeah, he's here. All right. He says, this is from Andy Rubin, uh, from a Business Week article, <laughs> to make our schedule to ship the tablet, we made some design trade-offs. We didn't want to think about what it would take for the same software to run on phones. It would have required a lot of additional resources and extended our schedule beyond what we thought was reasonable, so we took a shortcut. Thank you, Andy. I'm trying to stop him on a closed mouth. There <laughs> Thank we go. You, Andy. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. Well, Welcome. You know, yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> he won't stop talking. Yeah, you know, I can't. I can't blame the guy because you know development is hard, and like it's, it's, and you know, a lot of the stuff that they do, you know, for tablets is a different experience from the phone and the la- and and they just want to. I mean, from what I can tell, is that they're trying to, you know, maintain the code so that it runs optimally for the device it's designed for. And if people are hacking and putting on phones and then it sucks, people are then going to say Honeycomb sucks, and yeah. then they're going to get a lot of negative press. And so, like, I can understand where they're coming from for that. You I know, can, it just, yeah. Totally. I can completely uh, understand where they're coming from. We actually got an email from Colby uh, on this topic. Uh, he says he's a big fan of the show so far. He's been watching the betas. But he says uh, that Cyanogen, now in the Root community, and by the way, is something that we didn't talk about at the top, but we will be involving Root uh, rooting your phone, all that kind of stuff. So at some point, we're going to root Eileen's phone on the show, uh, hopefully sometime in the near future. But uh, Cyanogen of Cyanogen Mod, which is one of the probably the, one of the more well-known uh, root OSs for Android, actually came out and said, I think Google is doing the right thing by not releasing 3.0 source because it's probably a pile of nasty hacks. And 2.3 and 3.0 were developed in parallel with different goals. I'd rather see them get it right and release code that plays nice everywhere. And I think that... T- to hear someone who's so so entirely entrenched in the open in open source as far as android is concerned this guy develops tons of stuff that wouldn't be possible or maybe would be less easy to do if it wasn't an open ecosystem Maybe that's debatable. But to hear him say this, I, I actually, actually, when I saw this email and saw that he was about to include a, a quote, I thought it would be completely different. But mm-hmm. I think it's totally true. You don't you release something out to the, the, the massive you know m- amounts of people that are just going to walk into a store and pick up a tablet because it says Google on it and it's not designed to be like that. They're going to judge Google for that. And Google exactly. can't at this point avoid to lose that battle. They really need to yeah. kind of kind of come forward with their best foot forward. You know, and at the same time, um, I'm not going to talk about, you know, oh, now it's not open. This is not really what open is anymore. But I just want to say when you rush something out, just as we've heard with that quote that they had to do, there's some consequences that's always going to happen. And here's here's what it is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think they knew that they had to take that risk. um, Google, that is. And um, but they're being, you know, uh, they're being forthright with what 
with what's going on. They're not trying to hide, you know, anything. Yeah. So, and the, the, assum- the assumption of open is that, you know, just because they wrote the code doesn't, in, you know, like while Google embraces open source and they will, they get to choose when they release it. Exactly. Like there's no law saying that you've got to release it as soon as you put out the first tablet or as soon as the first cut is done. Like they've got to get to a point where like, okay, this is ready to go out into the wild. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and and true followers of of open source would probably, you know, would definitely say that what what Google does with Android is not open source, mm-hmm. but it's more open than the than a lot of the alternatives. You yes. know what I mean? So maybe it's not true complete open source, right. but uh, my my fear going down that direction and believe me, I I realize that I might get some hate mail for doing this, but when you make something completely and absolutely open source that the code's available at every iteration along the way and anybody can get it. I mean, I feel like you kind of run the risk of doing what this what we're talking about mm-hmm. right here, which mm-hmm. is yep. kind of painting with a broad stroke that oh well that that means that this is bad because that person just happened to get something that wasn't completely baked. Yeah. And uh, well, and I, I, I think, think there's think also some, there's also that. some to the theory of of and I don't know um, if we're ready to if we have a bumper for our hardware section, yeah, but no, <laughs> not yet. We will. Um, you know, there, there was uh, recently some news of of Google's working with LG on developing a yeah. new Nexus tablet. Um, you know, kind of following in the footsteps of working with HTC on the first Nexus One mm-hmm. and then Samsung with the Nexus S. And, you know, something could be said, you know, they went into a deal with Motorola to get the Zoom out, but, you know, they had to get the software ready for the Zoom. But are they really focusing the work on Honeycomb to make sure the Nexus tablet with LG is the best it can be? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's one, you know, that's one possible theory that's there. But I, I just love the fact that, you know, this Nexus brand is becoming like this, you know, the the bell of the ball where they're they're lending it out to pretty much every manufacturer of any Android device. Yeah, they'll go with any de- developer <laughs> yeah, or manufacturer. Yeah. They, they, don't, they don't discriminate the you Nexuses. <laughs> yeah, who cares? But I want that well, Nexus tablet if that's really the... The Google, the next Google tablet. Yeah, yeah. I found you know, like if if the if the LG tablet is true, and if it is going to be a Nexus tablet, which it probably is going to be, and it's going to be bloatware like the Nexus S and the Nexus One has been, that's my choice. You know, what I mean, like I I've avoided the Evo and the and and the other fo- the other phones on other platforms because I don't want software pre-installed similar to your music experience that you had eileen and probably with some other software that was installed on the zoom but if the lg tablet comes completely clean and is completely free and is the true google nexus tablet sign me up for that one so mm-hmm. yeah i was yeah, just thinking yeah the music was the only thing that i saw that was pre-installed on here i think there was a couple of apps that um i noticed i thought oh, i'm gonna that's interesting. That's in the Android App Store. I can't believe I, you know, and the, I'm not talking about maps or, um, you know, some of the Gmail or something like that. There was well, a- Yeah. So, so with Motorola, it's a, it's a Moto Blur is their usual overlay. That's mm-hmm. not involved here though, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, thank so, God. So oh, it's, thanks. so it's yeah. vanilla-ish or Pretty it's much. vanilla, vanilla with some pre-installed music, I guess. Yeah. It, I mean, the huh. only thing that I can see was music that was yeah. pre-installed. So There's I wonder no what the difference would be here between yeah, this pretty, and the LG. It's pretty clean. Um, although, although, especially when you consider what Andy Rubin was talking about yeah. there, if they're spending time before they release the source code, it's very possible that the LG tablet that comes out will actually be different than this. Yeah. I mean, to a certain degree anyways, mm-hmm. as they kind of hone the code and make it better. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, um, so that is the Nexus tablet. I guess we should probably talk a little bit about the CTIA the uh, uh, that just actually wrapped up at the end of last week. There was a lot of Android news. Yeah, there. I kind of wish I could have been there um, because Android was all over the place at mm-hmm. CTIA. Uh, most specifically, Samsung came out with the Galaxy Tab 8.9 and 10.1, the world's thinnest tablet's got to be. 
obviously <laughs> thinner than this. Um, and it looks looks cool. I'm looking for thin, light, powerful. And uh, there you go on the video there. It's That's nice. Look how thin that is. Doesn't That's that pretty look cool. Nice. Yeah. Is this the 8.9? I think this we... is the 8.9, okay. yeah. Well, that's cool. Oh, um, yeah, Wi-Fi, HSPA uh, Plus models mm-hmm. uh, coming in the U.S. Yeah, Let's... coming available June. Looks like four ninety nine for the sixteen gig, uh, five ninety nine for the thirty two gig model. Uh, and then there's the Wi-Fi Galaxy Tab eight point nine, uh, four sixty nine, sixteen gig, and five sixty nine, thirty two gigabyte to ship this summer. LTE and WiMAX versions later this year. So. Um, yeah, this is just the beginning, right? The beginning. Oh, <laughs> the, the beginning. tablets <laughs> that I'm not, I'm not going to be able to keep, you know, track of. Wait a minute, is this the LG are we talking about or the Samsung or the Sony or right. the Motorola? Well, you won't have to keep track of that many because Google's kind of, you <laughs> That's know. That's true. May, they're, they're choosing their partners uh, slowly and surely from what it sounds like, mm-hmm. so. There won't be too many to choose from. Um, another thing that uh, kind of made a big splash was the HTC Evo 3D. Um, which, yeah, what's going on there? I'm not quite. Well, here I'll go this ahead. blows my mind. By the way, this phone. This. this I really is... want to. I really want to see it in person. Yeah, and yeah, see kind of how the 3D pops. It, 3D is just one of those things for me right now that I, I feel like it's kind of the front-facing camera of a couple of years ago. Not that it hasn't been done before. Not that it won't be I mean, done really a lot. That. But once you know, once somebody comes along and really kind of. I don't know. It feels like the oh, thing that's the just going to end up being in your phone eventually. Kind of like front-facing cameras two years ago. It was like, oh, well, does it have that? Oh, that's a cool feature to lust for or whatever. So, some people didn't care. Cannot I feel like 3D, 3D may be the next thing. Yeah, well, judging by the Nintendo 3D um, uh, and how you know there were lines for that, people are definitely interested. But I yeah. wonder, because that's the first device to really show us 3D without glasses. And, Absolutely. And um, yep. I've played with it a little bit, and for the five minutes that I had it, I thought, oh, this is really interesting. I, I kind of like it. It's like seeing a little hologram yeah, you know, right. when you're yeah. playing. But you know, a- after long periods of time using it, is that going to be really good for your eyes? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Time will well, tell. And, and these are all questions that we can't answer because we haven't, uh, to a large degree, most of us have not experienced a 3D handset. So we right. kind of don't know what we're missing. You know what I mean? Uh, once, once 3D gets integrated and actually becomes useful, I think it could be one of those things that it's like, well, okay, if it's built in, then why not? If my display shows 3D... Uh, you know, and I don't have to pay a whole lot more for it. Maybe it's not the type of feature that commands, you know, hundreds of dollars more on your device because mm-hmm. no one's going to pay that. Maybe it's just built in and you get it. Yeah, you just, I think it's the kind of thing where you don't, you, like you said, you don't know what it's good for until you have it. I yeah. mean, personally, you know, my, I'm worried about the 2 a.m. walk home from the bar texting somebody in 3D. Like, that's going to be interesting <laughs> whether that becomes a challenge or not. But, <laughs> but, like, as long as it doesn't, like, the, it all comes down, to, and we talked about this on some of the previous times we've talked, you know, it comes out of form over function. Yeah. Just because you can do 3D doesn't necessarily, necessarily mean that you need to do it in the UI or yeah, that right. it's required to utilize the phone. It's cool for, as a bell, bells and whistle, but is it going to be the kind of thing that, like, I turn off all the animations on my phone as soon as I get it? Because they're cute, but I don't need them. You yeah know? right. Uh, yeah, and and if you don't like it, then I'm sure not every phone's going to have 3D. Uh, you yeah. Know, all, well, like, it's so. it's interesting because you know again Nintendo you know made this big push, and now in statements that I'm reading in various articles, they're kind of pulling back. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh well, but you can use the slider and go back to 2D, and you know we're also making games for 2D. So it's they don't want like to totally kind of completely put all their eggs bit, and maybe the they're not hearing the resounding 
you know, loving reception that they thought they would get. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. um, I, I don't know, I'm kind of really skeptical about this whole 3D thing, period. I really want to see it in person before I judge it. Um, but, but you, I mean, you've seen it, so, I so like you kind of know gaming. a little bit about what I've to seen expect. Some, I mean, I've, seen, I I've heard know. some cool stuff with the Nintendo thing. And, like, cool. and honestly, it seems like we all want to get to the, the chess game in Star Wars, you know, yeah. when Chewbacca and the droids are playing. That's where mm-hmm. we want to get to. That makes sense. <laughs> On a hologram, phone, yeah. I'm not sure, you know. Yeah. So. Well, um, so I guess I should actually talk a little bit more about the device itself other than the 3D. Um, it's a dual core, 1.2 gigahertz, 4.3 inch uh, 3D screen, as we talked about, dual 5 megapixel camera on the back, 1080p HD videos recorded. It's going to be available this summer with Sprint. And actually, for international uh, listeners and viewers of the show, uh, it just came to light today that it's going to get a European launch, according to a tweet by uh, the French wing of HTC. So uh, you guys have that to look forward to. Um yeah, so that's pretty nifty. Uh, we're going to try and integrate <laughs> international hardware news into yeah. the show as we can. It's it's hard to... It's hard. We don't live there. You know, I got to say, <laughs> I, I monitor some international news, and I'm like, what, do we talk about all this? I don't know what's I like, know. what yeah. rises to the top. So maybe you guys can help us out with that yeah. and send us something that's really important to you. AAA at twit.tv. Or at Android Show on Twitter. Oh, that works as well. We'll cover all those at the end as well if you don't have a pen handy. Um, <laughs> then uh, finally, uh, HTC also uh, showed off here. Let me take the screen for this. Da-da-da-da. The HTC Evo View, which uh, there we go. The Evo View, a 7-inch, uh, 1024 by 600 Android tablet. And uh, it's, it has a 1.5 gigahertz processor, 5 megapixel pixel rear, and 1.3 megapixel front-facing camera, YMAX radio, shipping this summer. Uh, seven inches on a tablet. It's, that's that weird no-man's land between tablet and, f- like, ginormous yeah. phone, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not a phone, but... I know. Mm, I know. Uh, well, it's kind of... Feels a strange uh, area in the tablet does it, wars. Does it have a stylus? Does it come with a stylus? Do I see that correctly? Is this the one that comes with the stylus? I think it's the one that comes with the stylus. What are they thinking with that? Well, I mean, you, know? you know what? At Best Buy, they had styluses, uh, styli, styluses, um, next to... <laughs> styli. Next to the Zoom in the display. Really? Uh, you know, nineteen ninety nine. you can get the... Um, An accessory? A yeah, stylus accessory? Yeah, accessory yeah but I think... Yeah. You know, I I'll know that there it. are artists yeah. out there that draw... On mm-hmm. it, you know, there's yeah, apps true. to that's draw. True. That's I just downloaded yeah, sure. a draw app, so that's yeah. helpful so they can get it precise. So I can yeah. see uses for that. Totally. Yeah. So, hey. um, but in related uh, tablet news, uh, Asus is not one to get uh, kind of left out, left behind. Oh, uh, oh got- Asus. Yeah, Asus. <laughs> so they're launching their EE. Is it EEE or E? Like, how do you pronounce it? With the triple E uh, pad transform. So they're launching the ePad Transformer, which is an Android tablet. And this one's kind of neat because this one's um, it's uh, got a big screen. It's got a 10.1 inch screen with a 1280 by 800 pixel screen. It's running a one gigahertz dual core processor, um, but it's got the dock, the keyboard dock to give it a little more of that kind of like pseudo laptop kind of feel. Kind of like the Um, Atrix. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it comes with one gig of RAM, but you can you know you can expand it up to 32 gig of storage. Um, and it's got you know the camera, the five megapixel camera in the in the rear, and a 1.3 megapixel in the front. And um, they've also got the HDMI out, which is pretty cool um, if you're going to use it for presentations and things like that to go to a monitor. Um, or a TV. So, you know, again, this one's, you know, on the bigger side of the tablets going away from the seven inch of the, of that Evo tablet, uh, to more of a borderline tablet slash laptop solution, you mm-hmm. know, which is interesting. Um, so it, it's a bigger, it's a heftier one though. You can see in the video. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely take away that keyboard and that's a big tablet. 
That is true. Yeah. yeah. It almost looks a little narrower for a tablet too, but maybe it's yeah. just my eye playing tricks. So on here's my question for everybody here. What is your ideal tablet size? Do you have one yet? <laughs> I don't know if I have one yet because I haven't really played around with a tablet. I think I've held a an iPad like a couple of times. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, let me here. I'll get back to you in half an hour. Uh, okay, you guys great. do the show. I'll put up I mean, uh, both a, of you own, on a shot here. I, I own an I own an iPad, and I played a little bit with the Nook, and I played a little with the Galaxy, and things like that. I gotta say that iPad Zoom size feels right to me. Like it's big enough to be. It's big enough to actually do something with, mm-hmm. but it's not small enough where I'm like, oh, this is just a big phone. Like that's the that's right. my biggest problem. Yeah. Like with like the Nook. The Nook is really nice because it's interesting because it's such a it's a device that's made for as an e-reader. So it's nice. It fits in your hand kind of like the Kindle does. But for a computing device, I think it's a, a little on the small side. Yeah, I I thought the tab was also a little too small after using it and now comparing it with the Zoom and. You know, again, I have an iPad 2, and what I use it for is for media and reading. Yeah. And you, I want that bigger, that slightly bigger screen, you know? Yeah. I just, you know, I want the Zoom to be tiny bit thinner, and then we're yeah. good to go, you know? And a few more apps. I think, I think the, you know, the, the make or break, honestly, with all these tablets are some of the apps. Yeah. And there's not that many out there yet that are truly fantastic for well, it's, it's the, like the tablet. It's like the- it's like the top of the first inning here with the with exactly. the with the Android tablets. I mean, it's so early and like, and that's the thing is that like with Apple, they've, they've got so with the iPad. There's been you know a year of having the iPad out and all these apps developed for it. And really, you know, aside from the the Galaxy and like the you know kind of early entry level uh, tablet size uh, Android devices, we don't really have the full size tablet uh, ones to develop with. Honeycomb is a big development. So I think over the next like by the fall, I think you're going to see all the apps that you're looking for. I think it's going to come pretty fast and furious. Yeah, because yeah, uh, Jason, you sent me an article with, oh, these are the top 10 apps to download for your Zoom. Yeah, and then I, I started looking quick. I through it, it last night, and then eight of those apps aren't available yet. And I thought, yeah. oh, I was very disappointed. These are the top 10 apps when they come out. When they come out. I gotta say that Zoom, na- the Zoom, Zoom uh, thing is gonna kill me every time. Yeah, Zoom. it's gonna be a while. But you know, is, isn't the Zoom going away though? So we don't yeah, have to Zoom's worry dead. about that. Yeah. So, well, it's to the point where like a friend of mine was asking me, like, "Oh, are you gonna get a Zoom?" I'm like, "No, the Zoom's dead, dude." <laughs> Zoom, yeah. yeah. Why are you don't asking me YouTube. that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> Okay, right so on. we really haven't decided on tablet size. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't know. We kind of did. Ron, you and I did. I think bigger. I, I go bigger. Yeah. yeah. But not I, huge. I don't think like gargantuan. And I know, want like thinner. A, thinner. Yeah. Just slightly thinner. It kind of yeah. seems for me, yeah, I don't I don't know about size, but the the weight is a big deal to mm-hmm. me. It, did you think this was heavy? It felt a little heavy. It did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what I expected. I mean, you know, I've, I've held the iPad too and that thing's pretty damn light. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, it's uh, It's up against some strong competition as far as that's concerned. But yep. size, I mean, I just haven't had enough experience with them. The chat room, it seemed, were right in between eight and nine. I saw a lot yeah. of those. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Sounds good. Well, shall we move on to apps? Let's do that. Okay. One thing to one thing to note about the show, it's probably going to be pretty ha- app heavy. Uh, probably mm-hmm. way more on the side of apps and how-tos and things like that than we will on news. Although today was probably the contrary to that. <laughs> just because there was a lot to talk about. Yeah, but there really, really was. That's going to try and be the focus going forward. So. Hopefully there's not a conference every week that we got to talk about the <laughs> hardware that comes out. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, exactly. Another Android conference. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's start with the app of the week. Which is a very controversial one, and I really don't want to find that as you will. Yeah, for good or I, bad, I, right? <laughs> I don't really want to give it any more publicity, uh, but I'm talking about color. And oh. what I'm going to say about color is this: 
If you want to know more about it, I think you should watch our new social media show, The Social Hour. Sarah and Amber did a fantastic job telling you what this app was about, what the controversy was. That will be on our website um, today or tomorrow, pretty soon. Um, what I want to say about it, without giving too much more credit for it or buzz about it, is that I do want, I do want to thank the developers for... Um, giving us an Android app so that we could all, the Android community, can understand as well with the iOS community all the hate surrounding <laughs> and um, the reasons why it really is not a very good app. No. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I'm, I'm only going to add one more thing, and that's that I installed it and tried to use it many, many, many times, and it's so bug-ridden ridden so that I, could, I couldn't even do anything. I couldn't take my initial photo. It would not let me do that. Oh, yeah. It would send me to the camera. I'd take the picture. It would go out like it was going to do something with it. And then it would send me to the camera and say, take your first picture. Yeah. And, and by the way, I put up a screenshot just to kind of illustrate kind of how people feel about this, this app so far. Oh, two stars. Two stars. That's, that's pretty harsh. bad. That's pretty bad for a company that's 40 some odd million yeah, 40 in, in million uh, dollars for that's this? that's the big problem and it's it's more of a business uh, it's a business PR problem exactly. than an, although yeah. the app has issues but like the story with color wasn't about what the app does or what it you know what it can do or anything like that it was all about the funding and it was all about you know what did you get for that you know that amount and uh, you know the total 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 disaster on a PR front if you ask me but um yeah, yeah I installed I installed the app this weekend and I got I said the same problem with you I loaded it and just sat there for a couple of minutes and then it's like <laughs> take your first picture and I said nope and I closed it yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Well, and I've heard this um, before described, but it could be like sort of a chat roulette, you know. Yeah. A that's how it kind of se and seems. Because we need that. Pretty bad. Yeah, right. We need that like a hole in our head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's enough of that. If you want to know more about Color, I say go listen to our great new show, The Social Hour. That is right. All right. Uh, so the next story here, uh, just just worth uh, mentioning, actually. Uh, RIM with a BlackBerry Playbook, another tablet competitor that's coming out. Tom Merritt actually is a huge fan of the Playbook. Uh, has confirmed <laughs> some, uh, some news that was kind of hitting the past few weeks that the Playbook is actually going to be able to run uh, Android apps on the tablet. You know, so when we looked at that photo of the HTC Evo, that first look, it lo mm -hmm. I was thinking it looked eerily like the playbook um yeah. which you know i've held already mm -hmm. and um it's kind of a nice sweet size even though it's a lot smaller than the motorola zoom that i have here mm -hmm. um i you know it, it's almost a little too small but um from what i saw it moved really fast and it was you know we'll, we'll see we'll see about battery life and all of that but yeah i'm i'm actually kind of excited for it um and I'm glad that it's going to run Android apps. So we just talk about it. Interesting for a competitor to come out and say, yeah, we'll yeah. run your apps too. It's kind of it's, the... Uh, it's, it's, it's a smart move. It's a smart oh, move by them. Totally. Totally. I mean, I think, you know, like, because Android, because it's Java-based, it can be extended out mm -hmm. that, you know, onto another platform. And it opens the door to so many other apps. Because who's really developing uh, BlackBerry apps? Just, yeah, well, it gives you. them a library right thank out you. the door. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's absolutely. not many... Ah, sorry, BlackBerry fans, but I tried to, to review apps on that phone and just, no. It's hard. Yeah, no. the apps on that I'm phone sorry, are, no. are not very easy. And <laughs> it should also be noted, actually, that new Q, is it QNX or QNX-based uh, BlackBerry smartphones will get this capability as well. So okay. it's kind of yeah. a BlackBerry thing uh, for the future. family. Smart move on the them. future, man. <laughs> yeah. But an, another smart move in, in terms of Android and the Android marketplace um, is going to allow for in-app building. Uh, in-app billing is in testing, and it's getting ready to go live finally. 
So this is definitely something that developers are been hoping for because yeah. in-app billing is makes it so much easier to utilize an app that that's got uh, things for sale. Yeah. Um, and I'm so buy it's my great. Potion in the app. Yeah. Exactly. It's great. It's great to finally see <laughs> this. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is this is something that Apple's had down from you know for a while with the on on the iPhone side of things, and so see Android catching up to this point really going to open a lot of doors up for a lot of different uh, um, developers who are doing more e-commerce kind of applications and things like that. So yeah, if they want developers uh, developing for the platform, they need mm-hmm. to be able to do things like this. This actually kind of blows me yeah. away that it took this long for this to happen. And, and it's like yeah, like being able to like buy additional levels or buy you yeah. know media or things like that. You know, like and and they had a clunky kind of like you go out of the app kind of fix for it, which which never really worked well and no. you want to you want to contain that experience as much as you can inside the application so it's good that they finally got whatever they needed to do to sort it out so that's mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. but um but then also in the app uh, app store front uh we were talking a little about the nook and the barnes and nobles uh, e-reader android based e-reader um they've got an they've got an app store waiting in the wings it's gonna be coming out in april um and it's also gonna include flash support um and wow. I, I I've got a little bit I had a little bit of a sneak preview of this and Ooh, uh, it's 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 real it's for real it looks pretty cool um and I can't talk much about it but yeah but it's it's all it's basically in that contained Nook experience there'll be a quote unquote app store where you'll be able to make in you know purchases from the application um again it's you know Barnes and Noble's taking that heavily curated heavily kind of um, controlled kind of uh, experience. Uh, which could be good and bad. I mean, if you think about the people who are going to go to Barnes and Noble and buy this, mm-hmm. it's probably the uninitiated. It's probably people not mm-hmm. like us. Um, so I think the approach they're taking is pretty cool. It's a very nice interface. So. Although I, w- I would probably, s- I would say possibly that uh, up until now, because it- it's totally possible to root your Nook and yep. throw yes. a market on. So I almost feel like before this news came out. Uh, it was totally people like us that would go get the Nook for a really sure. inexpensive mm-hmm. tablet, root it, and be able to do all the cool things that you can do with an Android device and not be locked yeah. down. I, I almost wonder, do you think this is in the plans? Because, I mean, suddenly suddenly it's on, on everybody's radar that you can root the Nook. I feel like it just kind of caught on like wildfire that suddenly people were like, wow, this is a really inexpensive, decent tablet once you root mm-hmm. it. Uh, is this damage control, or they they probably have this? In the, no, in the I, you got you got to imagine the way. And I I know nothing. I have know nothing about what their development plans were or anything like oh, that. Really? But just to, just to claim, <laughs> just to disclaim that. But yeah. you got to think that a big company yeah. working with a vendor, working with Google, they I think this has been on their roadmap for a while. I mean, you know, the rumors of the Amazon App Store have been going on for you know, it finally launched last week, but we've known about it for months. Um, I think they're just trying to be competitive. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think honestly, you you want the hobbyists to embrace your device. It'll increase sales and it'll get the word out. And that way, you know, like so, if I've got my Nook and I happen to hack it, but then my sister, who's an uninitiated user, sees it and she'll go, "Oh, well, I mean, you know, he got that, so maybe it's pretty good. I'll grab it, and then she can actually use it." So yeah, yeah. you definitely want the hobbyists. I mean, Microsoft yeah. knows that they did yeah. that with the Connect, right? Yeah. And the Connect became one of the highest uh, selling items. Was it of last year? Yeah. I can't remember what the the factoid was around that, but I mean, ridiculously they knocked it out of the ballpark so yeah. uh and that's probably part of the reason why uh and then finally uh google teams up with mastercard and citigroup for near field communication payments uh they file a patent around this uh in some of our beta shows we had talked about the that uh google was working with i believe verisign to mm-hmm. purchase uh hardware and uh distribute those through san francisco and new york 
And I mean, it's it's basically been confirmed uh, from the Wall Street Journal that they're doing this. So if you live in San Francisco, New York, sometime by the end of the year, uh, you should be start finding places that you can allow you can use your uh, NFC enabled device to make payments for you. You don't have to get your wallet out. You just wave your phone over the, the terminal and it does all the, the purchasing for you, which is pretty cool. Very excited, but also um, makes me definitely not want to lose my phone. Yes. <laughs> And also, they, they follow yeah. they follow the patent for it, which yeah, continues that's the little, most interesting thing I yeah. think is the patent because it's just yeah. now it's sort of wow, it's legit. Yeah, it's, it's real. Yeah. Well, exactly. we'll see, we'll yeah. see how much of a splash it actually has. When I first started, you know, when I first heard that the Nexus S was coming out with an NFC, and it was like, okay, yeah, but that does you absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. You knew that they had it in their plans that they were going to go down that route, and hopefully, you know, NFC was 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 going to become a big deal. They're hedging their bets in that regard, but it still kind of feels like. This thing that may or may not catch on. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm as of yet not sold, but I think it's mm-hmm. cool. You know what I mean? I think they're hearing rumblings from the competitor. <clears throat> we shall <laughs> not name on this show uh, that their next phone is going to have that. So yeah. you and know, they got to step mean, it up. <laughs> they gotta, that they, happens. And I mean, they've they've already happen. had that installed in the Nexus S. So let's just make it real. And I'm sure it's more, and I'm sure yeah, more phones. Happen. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, should we go ahead and head into the arena? Yeah, let's do it. Nice. Two enter. One lives. The Android Arena. Yeah. Woo. Well, this week we're going to talk about app stores. The three of us have three different app stores. I'm sure you're going to... This totally makes You're sense. You're going to figure out two of them. The third one's going to take you by surprise. <laughs> right, like a ninja. Uh, we got a swerve in there. <laughs> let's start with the, the newest the big daddy, entry. Yeah. Should we start with the Big Daddy or the no, newest No, no, no. Actually, no. Oh, okay. Big Daddy in that it's new, I okay. guess. Maybe. That didn't um, make any sense. And uh, I guess uh, I'll, I'll start that off with the Amazon App Store. Amazon just launched their new App Store last week. And uh, we've all had a chance to play with it. Yes, we have. Um, and, uh, you know, a couple things that are kind of weird. You have to check the box in your settings that says, I'm going to download um, unnamed uh, sources, unknown right. files, uh, and allow that to happen. Some of you probably don't want to do that, but, you know, it's from Amazon. Okay. Um, another cool, uh, another thing about it, uh, you know, it, what I like about the Amazon App Store, it, it looks like, Amazon store and we all know what that is and um, you know it's the same interface with the commenting Uh, let's see oh it's a little white there Um, it looks just like the Amazon app store that I think a lot of us have grown to know and love Um, another cool thing is that there is you know a free app of the day today as we're recording it's Newsweek mobile and oh it's only got one star okay (laughs) Uh, normally $1.99 I did download that app, actually, for this Zoom. Um, but, you know, uh, I think it launched with about 3,700 apps. Um, now, if you uninstall this app, all those apps that you downloaded from the store is going to go away. They stay on your phone, but they don't validate when you try to run them. Exactly. Um, and uh, another cool thing is that you could test drive on the website. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Let me uh, keep, uh, well, yeah, keep showing that. And yeah, I'll, I'm just going to show you some more. I, you know, I was really impressed updates. by that, too, uh, the, the test drive concept. Yeah. I mean, you see it up there. Like, I did, that, that's something that, that's really clever that I'm surprised nobody's really tried to do yet in a web environment. But, but, um, hey, why didn't Google do this? 
Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's kind of like, okay, so Android comes along, or uh, Amazon comes yeah. along, and they actually I mean, it's, it's, just, an, it's just an embedded value. emulator. That's all it is. Yeah, right? there it is. I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh. There it is. So yeah, you can go to this. this. Oh, really? On my site. Well, when so I this, tried it yesterday. This is Diner Dash 2, which is four ninety nine. It was free a couple of days ago. I got I to gotta say about the Android... Uh, the Amazon uh, App Store, their their whole get an app, a paid app for free every single day really does get you coming back every single day. Like I've checked every single day so far. Um, but yeah, you can go ahead and play it here. Although I didn't do any sort of research on the controls. See, now this is where I got stuck, and oh, then I couldn't really? play it. And then I decided, you know what, I'm not going to download this app because I don't I don't want to. Oh well, that's just that sounds like just user error then. Is it me? Oh, user <laughs> error. It was me. Oh, here wah, we go. Wah. There right. you go. Yeah, come on. See, I, did, I, mean, I didn't actually. I don't know. This. Jason's having some user error too. <laughs> but I, th- I think the, I think one of the the biggest challenges with the Amazon app store, at least what I found, was just that the fact that now I've got like four Amazon apps. I've got Amazon proper, the Amazon Kindle, the Amazon MP3 store, and the Amazon yeah. app store. It's like it's great. It's awesome. I love Amazon because I I, I actually use Amazon for my music and and for almost. It's probably one of the highest traffic sites for me for my purchases and things like that but four four or five apps just give me one condense it into one kind of super app you know so so but i understand why they're doing it though mm-hmm. um there are some apps that are um available only on the amazon app store one of them was called pocket booth and i can't find it on here let's see here uh, which is basically an app. Um, it, it takes like four, a strip of photos where you have four pictures. Like if you go into a photo booth and you you know do the four quick uh, photos. And I downloaded it for, there it is, thank you. Um, I downloaded it for my phone, which I thought was going to be fun to play with, especially because I have a front-facing camera, but um, it doesn't allow you to use the front-facing camera. <laughs> and oh, that's what you uh, want. I wrote to them on yeah. Twitter and I said, "Hey, I like your app. Thanks for you know bringing it to the Android store. But some of us have um, a front-facing camera, so we could do this properly and go, hey, chick, 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 chick." But mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, they wrote to me. Android OS had no uniform way of accessing front camera. Couldn't ensure success on all phones. Adding once fix. That's from see, there, there's the pro- there's the problem. App. That's the problem with with all these you know all these different flavors of phones and devices and versions of the OS and stuff like that is that and so what happens is that they could have done it and it would work it would probably work on two dot three but everyone on two dot two two dot one wouldn't work or it might work on some phones and not all of them and so it's just, it's hard it's hard to be a developer I'm telling you it really is it really it's is. hard out here for a developer <laughs> I don't know overall I like having another avenue to purchase uh, apps um, I I did get confused I bought. Uh, Shazam uh, Encore was um, one of the free apps early on, but I already had Shazam on my phone, and then you know I have the yep. two I have two icons now on my phone. No, I, really. I didn't know which yeah. one to delete. Whatever. Just, the, the other, the, when I'm moving other, so fast, it was just kind of, kind of confusing. I'll figure it out by size. Right. I mean, it's it's tough when when the Android market is, is so baked into the Android experience from Google, and you get when you use a third party marketplace like Amazon. Like I found myself like not getting the the uh, the downloading uh, in the status bar, the notification bar. Uh, the downloading progress and the install, I, that threw me for a loop when I used Amazon for the first time. I was like, how do I know if it's downloaded? I'm like, oh, it tells you in the app. But I was so used to looking for the, the pull-down pane. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah. 
But. Yeah, well, I think you make a really good point is that the the market is built into your phone experience. And that's actually one of the downsides, potentially, from a security standpoint of the Amazon market is that you do have to check the unknown sources box. Now, I always have it checked because I install APKs and, you know, download ROMs or whatever, whatever the case may be. So I just leave it checked and, and watch myself. But to the uninitiated uh, Android user, checking that essentially leaves your phone open to installing who knows what. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you still have to accept it, but it may, it it kind of removes a layer of security that they put in there. That's yeah. why that even exists. Right. Um, and it has to stay checked. If you want to install any, it's not just installing the app store. It's installing any of the apps that come through it mm-hmm. because it's not filtering through the official Android market. Well, I'm yeah. not... I've decided to purchase the free app of the day if I really want it. And um, interesting, you say purchase. I'm yeah, because anyway. you're not purchase; it's free. Yeah. <laughs> Download, um, and then other apps that I could also find in the Google Marketplace. I'm going to just buy it in the Google Marketplace. Oh. Um, and I also don't like the fact that I can't choose. And this is just a bug fix, I'm sure, but I can't choose what credit I have two credit cards mm-hmm. listed on the Amazon store. I wanted to use one specifically for uh, buying apps, and I couldn't do that. Whereas in well, Google, you could pull the drop down, yeah. you know, and you could choose if you have two um, entered in. It was just kind that's of annoying. That's because Amazon's all tied to that whole one click. You just have to, you have to yeah, right. So I have to yeah. go into that the settings to change it, to change yep. the 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 credit yeah. card that I normally use all the time to the other one. It's just, it's too much. It's, it's like yeah. too many steps. So yeah. I've decided personally, that I'm just going to buy stuff from the Google Marketplace unless Mm. there's something really compelling or if it's only available on the Amazon App Store at this point in time. Uh, Oh, and uh, here's my photos of Jason. Oh, yeah. Oh. I don't know. This is photo booth. This is photo booth here. So this is what I mean about the strips. Oh, it's cool. It's a cool app. It's just, let's use the front camera. Let's get that going. I wasn't really sure what you were doing there at first. I was like, you're taking a picture. So the first two (laughs) pictures are the same. You look shocked in the photos. It looks like, like, oh, I was hiding. And then I was playing it up. So (laughs) I had no idea. Um, Well, we might as well, uh, or. I think we're done. Do we we miss anything about the uh, Amazon App Store? Oh, AT&T is planning on uh, giving access to uh, AT&T users they don't have access right now to the Amazon no. App Store that's coming. AT&T likes to uh, kind of take some of the functionality out of Android and one of those things that they did was not allow side loading which is basically what you're doing when you check unknown sources. So, so. afraid of what's going to happen to my Nexus S. Uh oh. <laughs> well you've got some time to figure it out. Sad it's going to be a slow, slow transition. I got a year. <laughs> I'm going to use that unlimited 4G unlimited yeah, use data. It up. Yeah. A hotspot. I'm just going to keep the hotspot <gasps> running non like 24/7. <laughs> <laughs> so so I guess I'm up um, yeah. and I went uh, I'm on a little more of a conservative choice but I'm actually looking at the Android market from yeah, Google. The choice that most people know. <laughs> sure, yes, the natural one. Like we said this is uh this is baked into your phone so when you get an Android phone it is the market it, that is the marketplace option. Um I have felt being an Android user, being an OG Android user from the original <laughs> G1 when it came out um, the marketplace was uh, Google's weakest point in the process. Um, the fact that when it launched, the uh, the app was the only place where you can get uh, applications from or any information, um, I thought was a real bad decision. Um, I thought the the market app itself was not the greatest. It was you know it was all right. 
they have done, and I guess they agreed with me because the past couple of months have been rapid updates and improvements of this application to the point where now it's like, oh, this is pretty good. Yeah, so, the market's so much better now. It's so much better. So now, so now what you've got is you've got this uh, a prettier kind of interface, um, as Eileen's showing you on her phone. Um, you've got the ability on the home. Yeah, oh, Jason. OG sorry. Droid right here. I was wondering. I'm like, that looks a little wild. <laughs> so as Jason's looking on the OG Droid, um, you know, got a little bit of a, a little more color involved, a little more of the green going on, a nice little kind of cover flow kind of approach on the homepage. Um, you know, the just the, the it, really, it's on this side. It's the UI. The functionality hasn't changed dramatically from the original launch of the, of the Android market. Um, you can still, you know, you you can browse via apps or games, which I think is an interesting delineation that they're saying these are applications and these are games, and that's the high level kind of organization. Um, and then with within each of those sections, they've broke it out. So you know, under apps, you can look for business apps or communication or entertainment and that sort of thing. And the, under games, they do a pretty good job of organizing them by like you know casual games or arcade games or racing games, you know that sort of thing. Um, it's pretty neat. Um, and it, it makes it that much more cleaner to work with. But the biggest improvement on the Android market, if you ask me, is the website. Um, so now if you go to market.android.com, that loads up Google's whole website. Not only can you browse all the apps that are in the Android marketplace very easily, it's really easy to find. I found this is where I go to look for reviews. Like I hate looking at reviews on the app for some reason. The interface yeah. is kind of kludgy. But um, looking them on the website is super clean. But then the killer app for this is the install from a web browser. Which I just I I love the oh, fact. Oh, I that love can, that. Yeah, yeah. You can go to like exact Jamie's Oliver Jamie's twenty minute meals. I didn't even know that was there, and literally just five <laughs> minutes ago, I clicked on the browser. Only four dollars and eighty one cents. Buy, buy, buy that totally. sucker. So it's it's tied into your it's tied into your Google account. So you need to sign into Google, but you're already signed in because you're using Gmail and Google Calendar and stuff like that. Um, and it just makes it really easy to like. I'll be I'll go to the Android market. And I'll I'll when I when I step away from the website, I'll have installed like five more new apps. Um, and so it's made discovery for me that much better. So, um, you know, and while it up for you now. we'll just go ahead and yeah. check out. Oh, the, oh hey, what graphically. is this? Graphically oh comics. What is this, app? this looks fascinating. Oh, yeah. I'll install that. Click. You can tweet about it. You can, yeah, so. Oh, yes. Oh, wah, wah. Sorry, I have to sign in. in. Yeah. So, so, you know, while Google, you know, was really, really weak when they started, I think now it's a strong, you know, a strong app to make you really wonder whether you need Amazon at all or if you need any other marketplace. You guys so. want to see it on the tablet? Oh, yeah. yeah let's do it. Boom. Look at that. Boom. That's sexy. That's cool. Okay. Oh, this is going to move. Yeah. Come on, move. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I think you can just kind of. Oh, oops! I've already okay. Hardwood <laughs> solitaire. <laughs> Interesting how it, it's matched. It's matching the look and feel of the of the website a bit more than the the phone app. Mm -hmm. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then you. Oh, I like that. That's sexy. You could sh share. If I wanted to share with you on Beluga, Ron. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Oh, nice. Just, you know, just to give you another look. Mm-hmm. Um. It's kind of the fusion of both worlds. It's like the uh, Android Marketplace desktop fused yeah. with your phone. All, and don't all forget all they once, added so. books recently. Right. So uh, there you go. That's So you beautiful. can buy a lot of public domain books. <laughs> buy a lot of public domain books. Yeah. It's I'm beautiful. Sure there are others. Yeah. No, this is, this, is, this is hot. I got to say. I, I really. <laughs> yeah, they've really done a lot to improve the marketplace. Mm -hmm. that was I'm just... so glad because I didn't understand why they didn't. Like, it made yeah. no yeah. sense to me why this is the weakest chain link in the chain. Um, it was just you know, brutal. Especially from a software company. Brutal you know, so. trying to find stuff. And now it's yeah. actually, I do the same thing. I just uh, open it up on a, you know, on a browser and then mm -hmm. push it to yeah. the phone. Um, it's just so easy to do it that really so is. quickly, you know. Totally. Um, so. 
You may be wondering. <laughs> what store could Jason what? have? <laughs> Those are the two, bi- the two big ones. And uh, I'll just go ahead and say that, uh, where is that article that I, I got this from? There is an article that will be posted in the show notes. I'm sure it's here somewhere. I can't find it. But it basically lo- listed uh, 10 alternatives to the Google Marketplace. And, I, you know, I didn't really recognize many of them. I'm sure you guys probably would if you saw the, the list. And maybe I'll pull it up here in a second. But I chose Slide Me. Ever heard of that Slide one? Me. Slide me. Slide me. I'm sure somebody's heard of it. Somebody in the chat I'm room will be like, oh, yeah, I heard about Sorry. it. And it sucks. Uh, but that's true because it kind of does suck. Um, so <laughs> slide, slide me. Here we go. I mean, it's okay. You know, you look at it and it's it has... It's it's you know it, there's there's not a whole lot of uh, drama to the layout, but it's it's functional. Looks like I the guess. old Android marketplace. Yeah, it's it's pretty yeah. simple. It's uh, well, we just dissed. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I spent maybe twenty minutes with this thing, and I was like, God, I'm never using this again. It's too bad I have to talk about it. Jason, you took <laughs> one for the team. Yeah, well, somebody had to. You I said, know? Oh, can I do Amazon, please? <laughs> you know, and maybe it has its users, and I didn't. I did actually go through the process of installing an app on it, and. Whatever, the app works great. I've tried to install a few things, and I, I get this, I don't even know what I'm loading right now, Tower of Clumps. Uh, I get, you know, I get this thing where it says it's not compatible with your device, but everything would say that, and I'm not really quite sure why. It's not like I'm running an obscure device. It's oh, man, Motorola what a game. What is but, this? Uh, Isn't Slide Me's their whole thing is that it's very developer-friendly? Like, it's like developer and monetization. You, like you've obviously the- done more homework than I have on this app, <laughs> on this app store. <laughs> I just installed it, you know, which was a sideload install, of course, and yeah. uh, and just kind of thumbed through it a little bit. And, I, I mean, so this is the screen that I get to. Unfortunately, this application does not seem compatible with your device specifications. Yep. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Every single app I pull up says that. This is this is interesting. I'm on their website and their about page. Yeah, it's, it's slide me's philosophy is is simple. One application store can't reach everyone everywhere with the applications they want. We provide applications to these niche markets based on geographic location, okay. payment method, or even types of applications that users can't find in traditional channels. Okay, that's interesting. An interesting approach. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I think I think the point here is not necessarily that wow i you know i probably am not doing slide me justice uh because <laughs> you know if anybody involved with slide me is watching this right now they're probably rolling you like know, rolling they're, eyes they're, oh, like yelling guy. at the screen right now so that i'm sorry Jason. to you uh but i think the the bigger point is that you know android is is an operating system that allows you to open these many markets and the, the greater question is when there's a lot of markets to choose from, is that a good thing because you've got a lot of variety and a lot of choice? Or is that a bad thing because from a quality perspective? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess choice outrules quality, though, because you have a couple of choice mm-hmm. quality options, Amazon and, and uh, the official Google store being those two. So anyways, check out the notes. We're uh, Once this episode posts live, it's not live yet, uh, the site is not live yet, but once it posts live, we should have uh, the show notes going into the wiki. And I think you can find all that information at twit.tv slash AAA. And I'll try and include the article that I couldn't find now that has the 10 different alternative markets. And you can take a look and let me know if I miss something. Because... So uh, that is that. Um, one thing that we've been doing with the betas is uh, allowing you to kind of vote and uh, let us oh, know what oh, you think oh, of the oh, of oh, the uh, the oh. apps that we covered. So if you go to poll.cm slash 
1007-1007. You can uh, let us know which market do you prefer of the ones that we talked about. Google Android Market, Amazon App Store, SlideMe, other, because there are plenty of other ones and you know we obviously did not talk about them all. So uh, go there and check it out. We'll check in on this, uh, on the results next week. I have a feeling I think I know what one's going to win. <laughs> what? Store? Put some money down on it? Yeah. Or what you Ooh. <laughs> nah. Nah, I'm not going to slide me. <laughs> yeah, totally. Everybody's like, yeah, you missed it. Big Everybody time. uses that one. You just don't know it. Totally. Not one of the cool kids. <laughs> hey, so we got some voicemails, right? Excellent. We do have some voicemails. You've got mail. <laughs> Fitting that we play that because that was created by Joshua Caleb, and he actually uh, sent us a video mail, which I'm going to pull up here. Ooh, we love video and, mail. And uh, we'll take a look here. Oh, whoa. There we go. Hey, Jason and Lena and Ron. I would like to share a small plight of an Android user regarding screen sizes. So here is my Droid Incredible, a 3.7-inch screen. fits in my hand nice and snug, and I can reach the screen with my thumb quite easily. Now here is my mom's Samsung Fascinate. It has Bigger. a 4-inch screen. Barely fits in my hand. I have to really stretch my thumb if I want to actually reach the entire space of the screen. Now, this wouldn't be such a big deal having varying screen sizes in Android phones if every new phone wasn't coming out with a 4-plus inch screen. Well, whatever happened to these small and sleek phones that people drooled over that fit in your pocket? Why why are the manufacturers abandoning us small folk for the big people with bare paw hands? <laughs> anyway, no thanks for listening to my sad tale and good luck with your new show. Oh yeah, that's so that's so sad. Oh, I, love I, I had no idea where that, that was going, but the production yeah. on that Joshua was awesome. Yeah, Thank you. Like was, all of a sudden, the music started playing. I'm like, wait, are you doing that, Jason? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Was doing that. <laughs> it took me by surprise when I first saw it too. Uh, that, obviously, that isn't a voicemail. You can leave us a voicemail three four seven show AAA, or you can email us, which is what Joshua did AAA at twit.tv and send us a link to your video mail. So, what do you guys think? Uh, you know, are, are they leaving? It, like, it seems like a lot of these devices are kind of hitting that four-inch form factor. I, I, I don't know. My my opinion on this is I have the original Motorola Droid. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you, actually, because I've never stopped to think about it, how big the screen actually is. But it's I do small, know that it's pretty dang narrow. Yeah. 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 And so it's easy for me to reach across, which is great, I guess, in that particular, uh, you know, example that he pointed out, mm-hmm. but is horrible for screen typing. It's, yeah. I feel like I can hardly type on it because the screen is so small. So I guess it kind of comes with a, you know, with a trade-off. Right, but let's be, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I, I can barely, I have a Nexus S, which, uh, which isn't as, like the Evo for me was huge. I thought that was like a brick. But even on the Nexus S, I have a hard time typing because I have huge fat thumbs. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I feel like, I feel like typing and doing, that and doing the real precision kind of stuff is a challenge for you know, people you know, like with big hands. or like, you uh-huh. know, like these, It's just such a small space as it is anyway. Um, but yeah, I think four inches becoming the, the, a bit of a de facto standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and the, his video really made me think how much one handed use do I actually use my phone with versus two yeah. hands. Yeah, yeah, really good point. Um, I feel like I do that a lot, actually. Uh, you know, I'm holding a baby, and I got the, yeah, hand, the phone in my other hand, and hand. trying yeah. to punch out an email or something. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. 
know. I use use mine. I kind of do this. I'm like this. Do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Constantly. Yeah. But I don't have a baby, so I can't, I, I can't, you know. I can't <laughs> the baby is only, is but one example of <laughs> where one-handed typing <laughs> happens. But, uh, but yeah, thanks for sending that in, Joshua. We really like uh, voicemails and, and video mails and emails was, along those lines. So really uh, you are welcome to send them in, AAA at twit.tv. We also got another email from Pete C., Pete Costello. And uh, he basically says um, he just picked up an Android Atrix 4G a few weeks ago. Cool. And he's wondering what's the best way to subscribe to our podcast or any video podcast for playback on an Android phone. He wants full control over how much content is downloaded, particularly only video downloads via Wi-Fi, avoid consuming you know, the, the bandwidth on, on the data plan. Um, and I just kind of went through and just, just quickly thought of the ways that you can subscribe to All About Android. So check this, well, or we'll be able to once this uh, feed is posted live. Uh, there is an app actually in the Android App Store called Twit TV, Twit.tv by MediaFly. It's a Me- MediaFly is a company that uh, kind of has all of our shows uh, looped into this app there, and it's really easy to get to. I don't, I believe you can set it up to download to the phone, or is it all by request? I'm not sure. I've, I've played with it a little bit, but it has the entire archive, and we'll have AAA uh, very soon. Uh, if you want a free uh, podcast app, you can get Google Google's Listen app, yeah. which is a podcast downloading app. So you, you get what you you get what you pay for with that one. Yeah, I used that for quite a while, and I actually kind of got used to the the <laughs> the quality issues, and and you yeah. don't have as mm-hmm. much full control over that. But eventually, I heard everybody talking about the paid app called Dog Catcher, and that's six dollars ninety nine cents, and I believe worth every penny if you are a podcast fan. And actually, Eileen has it here. That was that. That was one of the like the first apps I reviewed on App Judgment back in the day. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, mean? that I was, remember yeah, that. Yeah. I remember you yeah, telling yeah. me about this. Dogcatcher was the way to go. Oops, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a little a little pricey, I guess, at seven dollars. But when you think about how much podcast listening you do, Dogcatcher really gives you a very uh, a very great uh, way to control all of that media. You can mm-hmm. specify. You know, this is this is a show that's that's done uh, every day. So I want you to download, you know, only the most recent episode and discard the last one. You can yeah. you can kind of program it for each ep- for each feed or system wide to uh, to kind of do what you were talking about there, Pete, as far as uh, controlling, you know, when it's downloaded on Wi-Fi or or when only when it's plugged in that type of stuff. Then he also mentioned that he had uh, kind of mixed issues. God, the monitor was dimming out. It was really dark. Was Sorry strange. about that. People watching the I, video. I think it was probably fine for people, but it was just oh, okay. our monitors do that sometimes. Oh. Uh, desktop sync in the old iTunes method, you can use double twist. And that's kind of the Android, uh, unofficial Android uh, kind of music sync, mm-hmm. uh, similar to iTunes. And you can subscribe to feeds there. And every time you plug your phone in, and it'll sync it right over. So those are a few ways oh. you can subscribe to us. Check it out. There's a lot of air. Cool. There's air syncing too with uh, double. Oh, that's right. They have air quite a bit. So you don't so. even have to plug it in. Mm-hmm. You just have nice. to be close to it. Sweet. Cool. So we got another email in. Uh, a lot of you, we, on, on some of our demo shows, we were, t- uh, we were talking about, we'd love to hear from you guys in the audience what you think of some of the phones that are coming out, some of the handsets, because there's so many out there. We can't really get, get our hands on them because, you know, I've only, I can only afford the phone I use. Right. But um, so Benjo from Walnut, uh, California, uh, heated the call and sent in a, a, a mini review of the Thunderbolt. And Benjo says, I love Android. I started with the Motorola Droid, then moved on to Droid X, and now currently using the HEC Thunderbolt, and I just want to let you guys know what I think about it. It's a great phone, hands down, probably the fastest out of the three I've owned in terms of browser and overall speed. The UI is snappy and sexy, and I probably prefer it over the Moto Blur. But the, uh, sorry, and the LTE surface is ridiculously fast. 
15 Mbps near the Verizon store where I bought it. When I have service, it would seem that I would just drop LTV service a lot, even when I'm standing in the same exact spot, even though, according to Verizon, I'm supposed to be getting great LTV service in my area. Also, the battery life leaves something to be desired, as I would probably lose charge within five to six hours of intermittent heavy use. I bought an extra regular battery in anticipation of this, but it's such a pain to have to replace the battery midday since the boot time seems a little longer than my older Android phones. Two minutes and 15 seconds from the start of boot to usable. Despite all that, I still think it's, it's, it's a given improvement over the Droid X. Look forward to your next shows, and, and if I can make a request, step-by-step tutorials on how to root devices and putting Android on the Nook. Thanks again. So um, thanks for writing in, Benjo. That's great. It's good to hear. I've heard mixed things about the Thunderbolt. A friend of mine just got it, and I'm actually going to get to play with it this weekend, and I'm actually really looking forward to that. Yeah. So let us know what it, you think, because I'm wondering, yeah. I, I hear um, issues with battery life, um, but that it's incredibly fast. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, I feel like, well, you know, we're also on the watch for what Jason's going to purchase. <laughs> That's yeah. another sort of running segment to the show for those of you who are just watching for the first time. But Jason's going to upgrade uh, his OG droid, droid someday. That's right. And someday. we're wondering what that's going to be. I'm going to put money. It's going to be the Bionic. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. What do you think, Ron? We need to. We oh, need to I bet. wasn't prepared for this. Yeah. I need to do some research. I need to. <laughs> on the know, fly. I, on the yeah. fly. I'm going to come back next week with my prediction. Oh, gonna, okay. That's, yeah. that's about as much as I know either. I, now I, you know. I, now I have you no know. No idea what I'm going to get. What I'm going to yeah. get. So now you're going to look up all the specs and. <laughs> I will say that up. no, but oh. Jason is Jason is a specific type of user. I think I that it's got you know it's got to it's got to hit on a couple you know it's got to be a little kind of hacky. He's got to be able yep. to work with it. He's a power user. Drusifer in the chat room says no bionic you. You can't root it. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that's something that Jason would want. But maybe want to Jason it. will do it. I yeah. I will not be able to figure out how to root it if no one else has. But I <laughs> I always have faith in someone figuring it out. So yeah. you know, as as of yet, those they've tried. The hardware manufacturers have tried to to lock their phones down, and ultimately they always end up getting rooted. It's just a matter <laughs> of time. So, uh, but but yes, we will uh, we will do that. We will bring you step by step tutorials actually hopefully uh very soon like i said earlier uh root eileen's phone oh yeah i'm the guinea pig so just you wait it's me i've been waiting for it do it on the show so no right on do it live all right um and if and if you guys get a a brand new spanking phone that we haven't talked about send us a a comment and uh you know that'll be a great way for for us to share your knowledge with the rest of the listeners and the viewers of the show so i think that's it that's it for I this think week. Uh, we've gone just a little over an hour, and that's that's about uh, overstaying our welcome at this point. So. That's a packed show. There's a lot going on in the world of Android. Yeah, and absolutely. Stuff. So, you know. Absolutely, but I think it went very well. I do, too. Congrats, you guys. Congrats. This, this feels Good right. Cheers. This feels good. Woo-hoo, first show in the can. All right, so, Ron, uh, where can people find you? So people can find me. You can find me on Twitter at, at RonXO, or you can find me over on graphically.com or ifanboy.com. Yeah, and check out Graphically. It's yes, a great app. Please. Plug, plug, plug. That's right. And Eileen. <laughs> uh, I'm Eileen TV on Twitter, and uh, I'm all over Twit, so that's where you can find me. <laughs> yeah, you'll, see, you'll be in the background yelling at Leo yeah. at, at some point. And I'm at Raygun01 uh, on Twitter. So that is it for this week. Don't forget, uh, you can be a part of the show by sending us a voicemail at 347-SHOW-AAA. You can uh, send us an email, AAA at twit.tv. All That Android is now on Twitter, at Android Show. And you can catch us live every Monday from 5 to 6 p.m. Pacific at live.twit.tv. That's it. We'll see you next week for another edition of the All About Android. Bye. Let's see the dancing Android. I know. I want to see it. Come on. Dance. Dance.
There we go. 